This episode is dedicated to my main man, Billy. Billy, if you out there, um, thank you for the love and support to the Sober is Dope podcast. And this episode is dedicated to you, my brother. God bless you and good luck on your amazing journey. Why sober is dope? Why not? Why not? Why not be great? Why not set an example? You sober curious? Come on board. If you're struggling, don't be afraid. Fear is not an option. We want transformation. We want people to live. If you're sober-minded, then you're clear-headed. You're closer to the source. You're closer to the all. You're closer to a higher vibration. Why sober is dope? Because sobriety is life. There's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no depression. There's no running from your problems. It's facing your fears. Facing everything. No doubt. No going backwards. It's upward mobility. We moving forward. Let's time the man up. Okay, it's time to man up. Why sober is dope? Because sobriety is. It's the original panacea. You want to be healthy? You want to become a millionaire? You want to live your best life? And sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Everyone could talk a good game, but not many of us is willing to make a sacrifice. If you're struggling out there, don't be afraid. If you if you drugged out, there's hope. If you can't put that bottle down for some reason, it's hope. Why sober is dope? Because it is. It's life. And we promote life. We promote transformation and new beginnings. Yeah, let's get it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. We are in the house. This is episode 24. We have 24 episodes in the queue, ready to rock and roll. This episode is going to be just basically an episode about a few points. One, I want to just recap you guys on where we're at with the whole Sober is Dope movement. The other part of it is about toxic relationships and how people could come in and out of your life and disrupt disrupt that peace that you're kind of holding on to and how not to let that really take you off the deep end. Um, And the other thing is about, you know relapse the potential to relapse and relapsing in so-called secrecy so we're going to cover on a few points today but i just want to start today by saying i love you all and everyone out there in the sober community who has supported to this point you are amazing my mind i'm so humbled that um you guys supported me taking this leap of faith and putting my story out there in hopes to help other people see the benefits of sobriety and just hanging with me. You know, this is about four weeks going on our first month. We are 24 episodes in. We have the Sober's Dope Shop and we have a lot of people in the United States and the United Kingdom and India and Africa and Australia. We have people listening all over the world because you know what? Sobriety is a universal theme. It's a human it's a human condition and intoxication and addiction is also 
a human condition. And we all have these things in common. So shout out to every one of you out there who who takes the time to listen because our day to day is so clouded and jumbled with so much noise that if you could take 45 minutes out your day and sit down and listen to me talk about sobriety. I love you, man. And I swear to everything. I'm going to get to each and every one of you personally. And thank you somehow. You all know you can reach me on social media. You all know you can reach me at popbuchanan.net. Um, soberisdope.net. You can reach me at Monk Healing at, on Instagram at Monk Healing. I'm on Instagram at soberisdope. And I'm on Instagram as popbuchanan. Um, I wear f- a few hats, you know, you have Pop Buchanan, the artist, you have Pop Buchanan, the activist, and you have Pop Buchanan, the health enthusiast. And, you know, all of these different characteristics are benefits of my sobriety. You know what I'm saying? Like sobriety really gave me a lot of talents and tools and it helped refine me as a human being. And it brought me to a real s- peaceful state. Um... And I just wanted to touch on that. I just wanted to touch base with you guys and tell you all I love you. I have so many people that are so supportive, and I just can't believe it. So, guys, if you're out there, keep um, leaving those reviews on iTunes. Um, Keep sharing the podcast. Keep helping me spread the message. We can be high off of sobriety in life, right? We were born and designed as human beings to live a really fruitful life without any external stimulant. Life in itself, if you give yourself 100% attention and love to you, you will experience a natural high. So sobriety is dope. You know, it's cool. It's that next wave. And I'm really trying to exploit the benefits of sobriety because there's too many people out here dying on drugs, you know, We are human beings. We're fighting a monster. We're fighting a corporate monster, a scientific monster. I mean, these these pills and drugs are made in labs with big technology, right? They're designed, everything from our food to the drugs to the alcohol is designed to keep you addicted, to keep you coming back. It's all big business and commerce. So if you're innocent 14 or 13-year-old teenager and you're out there... And you get exposed to some opiate or heroin or something and that stuff hits your system. This is real scientific, powerful, mainstream drugs that's shattering your system and your brain and your mind. And it creates this feedback loop of addiction that keeps people really hooked. It's real serious. And our bodies are not designed to take that much shock. So some people overdose, we're dying. We got people dying. We got people that's losing their loved ones. They're lost. They, they go into mental illness and they know it's hard to come back. This is real. And there's a war out there. And I'm telling you guys, I decided like, you know, I know sobriety is always, is, is, is lately it's a trending topic. It's trending. Sobriety is trending. Are you sober curious? You know, you're going to start seeing sober cafes popping up. They're starting already and you start, you're starting to see the dialogue open up. But for those of you who are on the front line with me, who was on the other side of addiction and really understand, you know, there is never too late to jump in. You know, I had to pick up my arms, tell my story and get ready to fight this war because I don't want to lose anyone else to alcohol. I don't want to walk down the street and see some kid that's younger than me with a sign that's like, help me eat. But, you know, they're foaming from the mouth 
and they're dying and you could look them in the face and see that they're hurting and you you could barely get through to someone like that because they're so lost and you know I just don't want to lose anyone else so I love you all right so I thank you and the next thing I want to jump to is the importance of preserving your peace in sobriety and the importance of preserving your peace as a human being because even if you're not an addict or you're not struggling we all have something we're struggling with and we cannot let people attack our peace we can't let the haters get us in our feelings right so There's a lot of you out there who are on social media. You may get peer pressure. You might have a lot of people that may be hating. You might be bullied, whether if you're young and you're in school. You might have a toxic family member who's always bitter and upset that every time you try to communicate with them, they try to tear you down. You might be in a toxic relationship that doesn't allow you to breathe or express yourself. You might be in an abusive relationship. Toxic relationships in terms of your sobriety and your peace are very serious. They need to be addressed just as much as your addiction, right? So I just wanted to talk about that because I had a few experiences this week with third parties and talking to some friends and even myself personally where I had some negative encounters. And you know, you get it. It's life. You know, you could mean well and you could reach out to someone and they could try to tear you apart and, and hate on you and, you know, hurt people hurt people. Misery loves company. We understand that. But my 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 advice to you guys, if you're in recovery, recovery, you have to have zero tolerance for that type of behavior. Okay. Anyone comes for your neck, anyone comes at you, anyone makes you feel inadequate or lower, anyone tries to use your past against you, have the audacity to use your past against you. When you're fighting for your freedom and to live, you keep going. You get as far away from that person as possible and you never look back. And you do not have to forgive those people. You do not have, you will, you should remember those who are dark enough to try to make you feel low for fighting for your life. All right? I never try to, you know, and, and it's hard. You know, there's, there's people out there that's just miserable and just petty and disgusting. Because most of these people are sober. Most of these people don't have any problems. They just hating on what you got going on. And I don't want this to be a trigger for you. We talk about a lot of triggers. Going to parties. Um, being around the wrong type of people. You know, certain music, certain environments. But what about toxic people? Toxic, bitter people in your life. It could be our parents, it could be our brothers, it could be our sisters. If there's someone in your life who always takes you to a negative space, run, man, run. You're not obligated to deal with negative family members and friends because their family members are friends. You know, dust your shoulder shoulders off, make your peace and get out of Dodge and don't look back, man. I have certain people in my life I'm never going to talk to again. I don't care what they say. I'm not looking back because of their negativity. And I'm happy with that. And I made that conscious decision. I'm not letting anyone mess with my peace, man. 
And, you know, you see too many kids committing suicide because of social media and peer pressures or they get into drugs because of social media and peer pressure. And I'm not banging on social media. I'm talking about this is old fashioned. Before social media, there was like bullies and peer pressure and people being negative and, you know, making and making people feel bad in classrooms, outside of classrooms, in a work environment. You know, you have these cliques who get together and talk about other people, a bunch of judgmental people who have no desire but to just laugh and and criticize and ridicule others you know if you're a victim of that behavior you know let's talk about it dialogue get with someone strong in your family ask them for advice and don't be afraid to be vocal about it say look somebody's bullying me i'm tired of it i want to handle it you know because what happens when it goes unchecked, you got these little kids out here that were walking to school, they start shooting up everything. You got these people just mass gunmen just shooting up and people just going crazy because, you know, they 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 didn't have an outlet or they don't know how to deal with their stuff, you know, and I'm not condoning them. May God be with them because that's horrible, too, you know. And forgive me, I don't, I'm not doing this podcast to come across preachy or, you know, anything like that. And I'm not trying to psychoanalyze anyone, right? Um, what I'm, but did, I, I'm on, I'm trying, every day I'm, I'm in recovery and I'm going through these things. And sometimes I get pushed to the limit where I'm like, damn, why am I doing all of this stuff? You know what I'm saying? I can't drink. I'm not going to drink. I can't do anything. I'm living this life of purity. I'm doing the right things. And then you might encounter someone negative or somebody that shakes up your energy and your environment. And you might be getting you. you, you t- it takes you back to a dark place. And then you have to remember why you started and say, I'm not going to let this person make me think about relapse. I'm not going to let them get me out of character. I'm not going to get out of my character. I'm not going to get I'm not going to greet them with the same negativity they're greeting me with. You know, I try to, you know, I have some, you know, you know what I do, guys? If someone hits me with something and I get really angry, I walk up and down for about two hours and I'm cursing, I'm screaming, I'm angry and I'm punching a wall and I'm shadow boxing and I'm thinking about all the ways I want to hurt this person and get it off my system. And then I sit down, I take nine to 10 to 20 deep breaths, then I try to meditate, then I walk back and forth, then I drink some tea and I keep walking, I keep walking, then I sit down, then I respond. Because I get it all out my system. And when I get it all out my system, you know what my response is usually? It's usually, you know what? You're right. No problem. Dad a boy. Have a nice day. God bless you. Maybe, you know, and I and have a good life. That's how I respond to people now. I'm not going to go tit for tat with you. I'm not going to get into your cipher with your negative bull crap. I'm just going to say... All right, I understand you feel, you know, I respect your opinion. God bless you. Have a good day. And then I make a mental note never to entertain that idiot again. And I move on. And they're sitting there holding their bag because I'm not going to engage with that. You know, you don't negotiate with terrorists. You don't negotiate with demonic energy. You don't play games with that. Someone steps to you with that negative energy. No, we don't do that. Someone steps to you with that demonic energy. No, we don't do that. We don't negotiate with social and emotional terrorists and people who want to make other people feel bad. 
We don't deal with that. You want to judge? You shouldn't judge. He who he, uh, Jesus Christ said, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. And then you have these people out here who judge everyone and have a million opinions on other human beings when they have their own mess. It's a hypocritical world we live in and you can't let hypocrites hold you back. So as far as toxic relationships and toxic energy, yo, we don't dealing with that in 2019, 20 and beyond. This is our this is our charter. We put God first then we put ourselves second and we make sure our sobriety, our health, our mental energy, our spiritual vibration, our emotional vibration and everything is paramount. Then we put our parents and then our kids and then our loved ones in order. And everyone in their specific place. And when negativity comes from anywhere, we check it and we move on. But we always preserve our peace. Our goal is to maintain our sobriety, level up, rebuild our lives, transform mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Make a bunch of money fighting for our dream no matter what it is. If you're a writer, write. If you're a painter, paint. If you're an artist, be an artist. If you're a businessman, create that idea, make that app, build that website. Whatever it is, we're into transformation, leveling up, becoming rich and successful and healthy while maintaining our sobriety and raising our vibrations so high, we burst into balls of light. I'm not playing. I'm Pop Buchanan. I love you guys and sober is dope for a reason because it puts things in these absolute perspectives. We will not let anyone lower our vibrations anymore. We do not live in the past. So for you guys out there who wants to live in the past and point fingers at other people and judge other people and ridicule other people because you're miserable, because you didn't do the work to fix your past and preserve your future and live in the present and activate your energy, then that's your fault. That's on you. You're not going to put it on us. Okay? You're not going to do that. I'm tired of people put, uh, I'm pointing fingers and judging anyone in the sober community. I'm, t- I'm tired of people judging people with addictions. I'm tired of people judging people with afflictions. No one's perfect. Since when everyone has these opinions and judge, no one's perfect. I know people who haven't drank a day in their lives and their whole life is jacked up. I know people who struggle with addictions that have PhDs and run businesses and then they stay, they struggling. They still manage to get a PhD. I have two college degrees. Before I even hit addiction, I had two college degrees. Uh, You know, I had a bunch of things that I accomplished and addiction came later in my life. It was always fragmented though. You know, you see the, being an artist there, I was into that lifestyle, then it got out of hand. When it became unmanageable, I was older. So, you you know, I could look at my past and say there was good aspects of it, there was bad aspects of it. But the addiction part was horrible, but we fixed it and we're moving forward. So I love you guys and I don't want you out there struggling or worrying about what other people think. Forget them all. And if someone is that judgmental to you where you're afraid to express how you really, how you're really living to them or or if they're judging your past and making you feel bad about yourself, they do not deserve to be in your life. Case and point. Done. Get rid of them. Move on. You know, 
Next thing I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, moving along from toxic relationships, because I think we nailed that one in the bag, is relapsing in sobriety. So I remember, and I'm doing this because I'm putting myself in other people's um, shoes, and I'm taking myself back to when I first try to get sober and I was doing really well but I didn't do any of the work you know I didn't go into a a rehab I just went to detox came out and then told someone told you know told my friend at the time you know what I'm done with drinking I'm done and I had I went for 30 days it was the one of the best 30 days of my life right but I didn't do any of the work and I slowly started relapsing mentally, then I slowly started relapsing in secrecy. Now, what I want to talk about today is the dangers of relapsing in secrecy. I'm going to explain why. It goes back to relationships. It goes back to public opinion. It goes back to your reputation. It goes back to your ego, and it goes back to your pride. You have to ask yourself, Are these things more important than me being honest with myself and my loved ones? Because at the time, I was like, damn, I really need... If I just could have one beer, it wouldn't be that bad. So I had one beer. And it wasn't that bad. So I'm chilling. Then, you know, an hour go by. And I say, well, maybe two beers. And then I started sneaking beers in the house. And I'll have them hidden in certain places. And I really... It was it was kind of like a game. Like I could kind of make everyone around me think everything was normal and I'll be sneaking my little bear. But the problem was that bear eventually turned into a, sh- a a little nip of wine. You know the small little wines, right? The little box wines, they come like four wines in a box. And then I had the little wine and then the wine will be like, "Oh man, this feels good cuz since I'm an alcoholic genetically and once I drink I can't stop, that wine hits me, I want another wine." So within one within a couple of days I went from relapsing mentally to slowly relapsing to full blown relapse because now the wine is like you know what let me hit the bar and then I drink some hard liquor now I'm stone dead drunk out of nowhere and and everyone around me is like he was just chilling he was just here watching TV I don't understand how he's this drunk and it was a slow process and then that threw me for another loop and that's when I remembered if and when I decide to get sober again. I have to do all the work required because this thing is no joke. But at that time, I didn't realize I had a disease. I didn't understand alcoholism. I just was a young guy who just was drinking like everyone else. Just wanted a beer, wanted a wine, wanted a shot. Friday night, go out and party. But the problem was because I have a disease of alcoholism and I'm allergic to it, once I started, I couldn't stop. So if you're out there and you're relapsing in secrecy, meaning that you're able to keep it together amongst family and friends and you're becoming functional. Now, you know you're not a functional drug addict or a functional alcoholic, but you're kind of like at that stage where you kind of can still keep it together. It might be pills. It might be... It might be uh, a nip here and there. It might be marijuana. It might be coke. It might be like, you know, I'm just going to have a line or two tonight and party. But you come back home and everyone is like, hey, how you doing with your sobriety? I'm so proud of you. Yay. Did you go to your meeting? Okay. Yay. We happy. We celebrating. And in your mind, you know, damn, man, I'm I'm keeping it together. But I kind of relapse and I'm slowly going to go off the deep end. 
This is the point where you literally have to treat it with the most powerful urgency imaginable. Because this is that safe point now where you could get all of the help by just being honest with yourself and everyone around. You can't worry about the steps. You can't worry about going through meetings again. You can't worry about going through the process. You can't worry. You're going to be a hero because you're human and you're going to say to everyone you love, listen, I relapse, but not to the point to where I'm destructive. I'm still functional, but I have to be honest because I'm ashamed a little bit, but I have to, I just want to get the help again, but I don't want to go through all the crazy stuff. So what does that mean? Maybe you take you and your family, go see a counselor. Maybe you go to a short outpatient. Maybe you could do something, but take some step towards getting back to a hundred percent. You don't have to suffer alone because relapsing in secrecy leads to a real public relapse. When, sh- when you know, shit hits the fan, it's going to be real public. So I don't know, like the whole keeping it on the down low until and trying to figure it out. It's just going to lead to a big public disaster. And I love you guys. And I don't want you to struggle like I did at that time when I was younger, because the next opportunity I had, I went all the way. And I always tell my sister this. I, I love my sister because I remember one time, um, I was staying with my sister and I was in the lit I was in the kitchen late at night and I was just looking out the window and it was dark and she was going to the bathroom and she said, Pop, and I was like, What happened? She was like, Are you alright? I was like, Yeah. She was like, Why are you standing here like this in the dark? She was like, Are you did you drink? And she was so afraid. She thought I drank and I was sitting in the dark because that's what I used to do when I was drinking. And I was like, nah, I just came out the bathroom and I was deep, I was just thinking about something. <clears throat> I'm about to go back to bed. And she said, I had a dream that you relapsed and you were sitting in the kitchen in the dark and it scared me and I was my heart was broken. And I said, you know what, sis, I'm gonna make you a promise. If I think about relapsing or even if I do, my first job, I will call you and we would go get help immediately. I won't wait. We will do all the work and we'll do whatever's required. And she was like, please don't be ashamed. Don't be upset. Just tell me if you're struggling. If something happens, let me know. And I was like, you got it. Bet. And I'm and I'm I'm six and a half years sober. I have no desire to drink, but I'm human and you never know. No, I actually know. I'm not playing. I made my commitment with God. And what I do know is if I do drink, I will die and I don't want to die. But if you're out there, I don't want you struggling in secrecy. I don't want you relapsing in secrecy. And I don't want you worrying about the steps, the, the process, public opinion, judgment, uh, um, and, and not and losing the respect of your peers because they're going to respect you for your honesty. All right. We just have to smash all the negative stigmas with relapse, all the negative stigmas with addiction, all the negative stigmas with sobriety and recovery. We got to give ourselves a break, guys, because the more the less lax that we are with the judgment stuff is the more opportunity someone who falls off the wagon is going to want to get back. But if everyone's telling them, yeah, if you have one drink, then you got to go back from five years to day one. And ah, and I'm not knocking AA. My AA crew out there, you know, I cannot, I would not be here without you. I'm not knocking 12 steps. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm reporting back from my public. The public is talking to me, and saying, a lot of people are saying that they're fearful that when they relapse or when they mess up, they got to start all over again because it's a mental clock. It's like you have all this time going for you, then you got to reset the clock every time you make a mistake. And I'm like, that's just to keep you, that's just to keep you mindful. That's just to keep the reality at the fore, but it's not really cemented. It's not like if I did 10 years and I relapsed and I went and got help immediately, I really didn't do 10 years. You did 10 years, man. And then when you go to your meetings, you can say, yo, I did 10 years and I just relapsed a couple of days ago and I'm back. You know, and you would keep your 10 years under your belt. And you might have to start from day one as a calendar and to keep track. But don't throw out the time. The time that we put in is important. And I don't want that to be a deterrent from you getting the help that you need because you're worrying about starting everything all over again. Don't worry about that. Just go through the process. Jump in the fire. Don't be afraid because your honesty and bravery and coverage is going to get you back to that safe spot of sobriety. And we all know sobriety is dope. I love you. I want to leave it there. This episode is dedicated to everyone who's been listening and been um, sending me feedback to all the people who's been writing me. Um, I got a a couple of guys out there who email me. I love you guys. This episode is dedicated to you. Um, Thank you for listening. And my Sober is Dope story is episode one. A lot of people like, love that. Um, They love my honesty and me being real. And that's all I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be real with you guys and I want to be honest. All right. So let's do a quick recap. All right. Um, I I, I thank everyone out there for the support. I love you. Let's keep the Sober is Dope movement going. Share the podcast. Share the Sober is Dope shop at SoberIsDope.net. Don't forget to leave those reviews on iTunes so we can get our ranking up so more people can hear the message. Um, Toxic relationships and toxic family members and toxic friends and judgmental, bitter evil, negative people, run like you never run before and never look back. Don't let them come into your life. The moment they do, close that door for good and keep moving. Put God first, yourself second, and everything else comes in that order. And love yourself. And remember, we're about leveling up. We want to make sure we are high vibrational beings tip-top shape mentally emotionally spiritually physically psychologically and all of that and we love ourselves and we're going to take care of ourselves and we're not going to let stress and anxiety do us in lastly if you are indeed struggling in secrecy and relapsing in secrecy don't wait to that relapse that that clandestine relapse become a public disaster take the steps today be honest with yourself do the work don't worry about it you're gonna be a hero to your family and friends for your honesty and admitting your faults okay that's my advice don't wait go get your help today i love you all this is pop you with the sober's dope podcast episode 24 god is good we're on our way to seven years sobriety and the next 70 is in the bank god bless you all have a good day Yo, we in the building. Live your best life. Pop you cannon. Gotta open that heart up. Transform that self. 
No fear, no anxiety. At Monk Healing, what up? Monk Healing, meditate and get healthy. With good vibes only, levitate and get wealthy. I motivate, sis loves my catharsis. I love to inspire all the dreams and the artists. Yeah. Five years sober, no more brandy, used to leave with the cobra. No more beef, used to leave with the toaster. Brand new vegan, no corpse in the smoke, it's okay. And it's all about love. Nurture the masses, no hate in the blood. That fear is a liar, and stress is a bug. All I hear is Messiah, and arrest is arrested, invested. Sober is dope. Follow the movement while we jumping off the boat And walking on water Love God like his daughters And the dream that I bought her Was my heart and my hope and my hope I'm Pop Buchanan I do it for my pops And the love for Buchanan's Rest in peace to my pop He's a king in the mansion I do it for the dream And I hope for expansion Expansion I'm born with a miracle Almost died twice For my death was a spiritual Awakening, awakening My soul is awakening Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever